This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G Sports.com. Back from vacation, we're going to lean on Curtis Wilkerson and Danny West a good bit today as I kind of get reacclimated to everything. Uh, we'll talk about my trip a little bit, talk about some of the things going on in the world of college football and basketball, and we'll get to your questions as well. All that and more on Hog Sports Live. So, nice trip down to Destin. And, you know, we didn't, it was kind of like a half vacation because we didn't really like, go out to eat or anything like that. We, we ate at one place that was, you know, all outdoors and stuff, but, uh, we didn't get out to eat. We, we cooked at home, you know, mostly just went down to the beach. Um, I will say in Destin, the County I was in Walton County, I think there was like under 300 reported cases of COVID-19 there. And I don't want to make this a COVID-19 show. We were on here. So we, cause we don't want to talk about all that kind of stuff, but we're kind of forced to as it, as it pertains to sports. But, uh, I will say people aren't terribly concerned in Destin, Florida about, uh, getting coronavirus. There was, you know, some measures of, you know, but like people try to get into the elevator with me, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, have to say, Hey, you know, watch out or, you know, people, people would just, uh, <laughs> I found myself like holding my breath a lot of times when people would get close to me. Um, the airport, everybody wore a mask on the plane, but there were people that were just like, you know, that would take their mask off to talk. Or I saw people getting off of the plane and, you know, would take their mask off and just go <sighs> like in the airport, like just follow the rules, people. The rules are there for a reason. Follow the rules. Uh, and maybe we can get through this thing a little bit easier. At the same time, I understand people are just kind of over things. There's been a lot of discussion. Are you sending your kids to school or not? All that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, my personal opinion on the thing is be smart about it. Practice social distancing, wear a mask. Let's open things back up again, get things going. And that's kind of been the talk with, uh, with football. I do think that actually some of this stuff is good news, you know, with uh, – conferences like even going to a conference only slate because that that tells me like you know we have a plan this is you know this is how we want to do this is how we think football will open up again um you know the sec is is supposed to be in talk soon about possibly playing a conference only schedule we've also heard things about the Sun Belt conference maybe being uh, integrated into the sec schedule but they're going to make determinations as late as possible at the end of the month today's july july 13th so maybe thinking more around july 24th so coming up pretty quick here um to maybe start hearing some stuff on what the SEC plans to do. But right now, the Big Ten was the first one to come out with the change. Ten-game schedule with no bye weeks, which over 13 weeks, that gives you the opportunity to reschedule games if you needed to do that. They're going to play divisional games in the first half of the schedule, cross-divisional games in the back half of the schedule, and they'll have some, obviously, as we mentioned, flex dates. 24-7 Sports had some uh, recommendations, including eight ga- eight teams for the playoffs, and so an expanded playoffs, which I thought was interesting, a bubble for playoff teams. So that's kind of how things are right now. I'm not opposed to doing that as long as we get to play football, whatever measures we have to take to play football. And I've heard a lot of people, you know, like – Football is not going to be played, and maybe it won't be. But I don't know what's different about, you know, if people want to go play football and the players want to play. If you want to play football, then you should play football. If you don't, then you, you shouldn't. If you want to go to the game, then you should. If you don't want to go to the game, then you shouldn't. You know, as long as there are measures that are taken to, you know, provide safety. It's like, you know, getting on the airplane. I got on an airplane to Destin and, and flew back. Um, and that was a choice that I made to take a vacation, but so I could do that, but I can't go to a football game if I want to, if people want to play and people want to play it, you know, the coaches want to play it. The fans want it. I mean, all of the student athletes that signed with Arkansas have enrolled 
at Arkansas, basketball and football. Their parents came and moved them in. There's been a lot of talk like Ivy League, you know, like Harvard, I think, was there's something, and I may be inaccurate on that, but Harvard's going to charge full tuition. They also tried to take a PPP loan <laughs> earlier, but they're going to charge full tuition for online classes. I will tell you this, like if the university where my daughter was going to go um, shut down and did online-only classes, we wouldn't be going to school. We would figure out another way that, that year or that semester or whatever um, to get educated in some other area. That's my opinion on it. You probably have a different one. Maybe you don't. Maybe you agree with me. But I'll say this. If you're going to Destin, and I know a lot of you are, if you're going to that area, we were at, I think, Rosemary Inlet Beach. Um, just know that most people there aren't worried about coronavirus. That was my experience after spending a week there. I felt like I, we were the most concerned about it. I thought this was an interesting article. Top 10 SEC running backs by returning production. Rakeem Boyd is third on the list behind Kylan Hill at Mississippi State and Najee Harris at Alabama. So Rakeem Boyd, number three. And Rakeem has a chance to put together a really solid year when you look at some of the backs that have produced, you know, uh, under Kendall Browse's offense in the past. I think that he has a shot. I think the offensive line is going to be improved over last year. We know a guy like Myron Cunningham who played at about 285 last year is up to 319. So they're really really adding the, the weight on those guys. Top 10 Razorback Road neutral site wins. There's a couple of fun stories for this time of year as we gear up, hopefully, to start getting some you know interview opportunities, maybe even watch practice. I don't know how they're going to do that kind of stuff in terms of allowing access for us. I could very well see it being extremely limited this, um, you know, early on at least. But um, anyway, it's an interesting article, top 10 road and neutral site games. We may get back to that at the end of the show if we get some, but we're going to get to Danny West here in just a little bit. I know he's got some interviews lined up that he's working on uh, here in the next 15, 20 minutes. So, but also did home, home games, uh, home and neutral site games, top 10 in both categories. Also, this I kind of got a little flack for this uh, article, but uh, I wrote an article about reasons for cautious optimism, cautious optimism in Razorback secondary. And again, you know, when I talk about that kind of stuff, I'm usually talking about how can Arkansas get back to being average. But I mean, when you look at where they were just a few years ago, four years ago, 2016, no four-star defensive backs on the roster, and suddenly they have five. And I mean, consensus, consensus four stars on the roster. Ladarius Bishop isn't a consistent four-star. You know, if you just count guys that were four-stars, that's six. I think uh, Joe Fouché was a four-star. Maybe Miles Mason was uh, a four-star on one other service. But as far as consensus, that's five. Young group, a lot of those guys ready to take a step forward, like, you know, Jalen Catalan and Devin Bush, Gregory Brooks. Okay, I do want to jump on with Danny West now. I kind of got to reverse things. We we're going to have Curtis Wilkerson. So for those of you who don't know Curtis, Curtis is um, – he's been with us for two weeks now. He actually – Danny went on vacation two weeks ago, so it was just me and him. And then last week it was just him and Danny, so uh, a good opportunity. But he's been – he's really hit the ground running, um, and we'll get to him in just a little bit. But before we get to Danny – I got to remind everybody, of course, there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. Be sure to throw us a thumbs up if you like the content and follow the page if you haven't done so already. We're almost at 80,000 follows. I'd love to get there here before football season kicks off. Uh, also available on YouTube. Be sure to like the video if you like the video. Uh, interact with the video, comments, anything like that. Sharing the content really helps the algorithms and helps boost our channel up when you do that. So if you like the content, help us out and interact with the video, whether it's a like, a comment, a share, something like that. Also available on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't thrown us a five-star review uh, and you like the show, then we would love to have that from you. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. Hogsports.com is just $1 right now for your first month or 30% off for your first year so take advantage if you haven't done so already football season is near and I'm in the camp that I think football season is going to happen I don't know if fans are going to be there or not what kind of capacity they would have if they do but I think it's going to happen and of course we're going to be watching NBA Major League Baseball watching all that stuff very closely Let's see what happens all right 
Let's get to Danny West. Danny had a lot of great content this week. And we're just going to kind of review with him, again, leaning on these guys a little bit to provide a little insight as I play catch up. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices... Well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's up, Danny? What's up? How's it going? Well, I was just telling everybody I'm kind of out of the loop right now. <laughs> are you? Well, just kind of playing catch up a little bit, you know, how things are coming off vacation. But uh, yeah. I know you're busy. you got some interviews and stuff lined up, but... Um, just kind of wanted to jump into things with you here. Arkansas right now is ninth in the SEC in the composite composite score. Uh, have what is it? Thirteen commitments? Is that right now? That's right. Yeah, and recently had a had a decommitment. But uh, what do you think right now overall where Arkansas is in recruiting, given given the nature of things with the new coaching staff? Well, yeah, given the circumstances, I'd I'd give them a, a really good grade. I mean. We talk about it all the time. Trey, Arkansas is is very much a place that that needs to get kids on campus, right? Mm. And uh, haven't been able have been able to do that. So it's been impressive to me to to look up in mid July and see thirteen. I would have never guessed they'd be uh, you know halfway done or mm-hmm. maybe a little more than half at this point. So I think there's some good ones in there. There's probably some. Uh, not question marks, but maybe some guys who are going to, uh, you know, need a few years before they can develop into it. But overall, to answer your question, I feel, I feel like they think they're in a really good spot, and uh, you know, there's some really good players in that in that crop. So, you know, now you start to shift the focus on the defensive side of the ball. This first uh, half of the class really has been offensive heavy when you think about the numbers. So now you've got to shape up and and try to get that secondary in line. Uh, defensive line is a bit of a question mark mm-hmm. to me at this point. So uh, I think they feel good about the two linebackers with Chris Paul and Marco Avant. You've got some good DBs in there with Jermaine Hamilton, Jordan, uh, Keon Parker, and of course now Chase Lowry, who committed, uh, what was that, last Thursday or whatever it was. My mm-hmm. days run together. But that was another quality pickup that, uh, you know, I think they felt really good about. And then Towards the end of the week, I want to say on Friday, you lost a big one in the secondary uh, class there. So, Drayden Norwood obviously kind of came out of nowhere and, and chose A&M. So, uh, you've got to try to make that up at some point. What, hap- they- what happened with Drayden, Danny? Because, I mean, like all indications were that Arkansas was in really good shape there. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, at one point, it's been out there now, so I don't mind saying it we had heard he was a, a silent commitment coming out of his his february visit here and then mm-hmm. you know i remember at that time just thinking all right uh, it's been a week he hasn't gone public yet you don't typically see that you know normally after a visit if they silently commit maybe a day or two they'll put together a video or graphic whatever right. the case may be and then you know it just it never happened so it, it was kind of a mystery to me and uh, uh he hasn't really put out a ton of info as to why why he's choosing another sec school but best of luck to him he's a good kid so is arkansas is that it is, do you think arkansas is going to continue to pursue him or I, yeah i do uh, in fact i was i was told 
they absolutely still want him, so mm-hmm. it wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, you've got an in-state four-star right down the road. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would definitely expect them to keep trying with him now. We'll see whether or not that pays off. But, yeah, disappointing, I think, to a lot of fans, uh, not only because it came out of the blue. You know, it, there was really no warning signs of that. Uh, Drayton keeps it really quiet. He released that top five, and then the next move is just on a Friday afternoon. I'm going to A&M. Uh, really came out of left field. Danny West joining us. So, Chase Lowry, mm-hmm. uh, 26 scholarship offers. Not extremely high rated, good. a mid-range three-star. Um, what are, What are your thoughts on on that addition? Well, I think they like him because uh, we keep talking about length in the secondary. They mm-hmm. want these next few guys to really be uh, long, athletic types, and I think he fits that. Now he's not. It's not Patrick Peterson. You know, he's not six-two, but he's six he's foot one eighty. Yeah, six foot. He's got long limbs, so I think they like that. He's. Um, they've obviously targeted speed in this class and feel really good about his speed. So overall, I thought it was a really uh, quality pickup. I mean, you talk about the 26 offers there. Uh, there were some good ones in that mix. So mm-hmm. if you ask my personal opinion, he's probably rated a, a little lower than I would have him. So, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if people really uh, put a whole lot of stock into that, but some of them do. 86, uh, a grade of 86 by 24-7 sports. I'd probably go 87 if that makes sense to you. So mm-hmm. we're talking a marginal difference there, but it could make up that composite score that's got him pretty, uh, uh, pretty low, in mm-hmm. my opinion. So for those who don't know on Lowry, he was the District 7-5A D2 overall MVP, 34 receptions, 758 yards, seven touchdowns, 48 tackles. Tackle for loss, four interceptions, forced fumble, and eight pass breaks. I think he also had some return, like three returns for touchdowns as well. Two as a punt returner and one on kickoff. And he actually told me when he when he talked to Sam Pittman to to give him the word about his commitment. Coach told him, uh, "Hey, obviously we're recruiting you as a corner, but there's a lot you can do. I mean, you mentioned the 758 receiving yards, seven touchdowns as a receiver." And then, of course, on special teams, there may be something there for him. So, quality pickup, another one of these athletic, uh, you know, kind of positionalist guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's uh, a guy like this can play so many different spots. And I think they've really targeted that with, you know, Keon is more of a true corner, but Jermaine Hamilton Jordan, he's a guy you can move around, and uh, as is Chase Lowry. So, a lot of different uh, options there for those two. So, Chris Paul, he was the – last commitment before right yeah that was back on on july 2nd that's right yeah yeah you were on vacation i actually wrote that commitment story it's been a while since i wrote a commitment story Uh, i appreciate that (laughs) (laughs) what what are your thoughts on paul i like his film i'm curious to see exactly how big he is because we've seen two different totally different weights on this guy we've seen about 210 and we've Mm, 235 so uh, i would imagine the truth is somewhere in between but I want to lay eyes on him. I, I like the film. I thought uh, Gabe Brooks had a really, uh, I mean, spot-on analysis of everything I saw on film. Probably a little bit stiff, not the most fluid guy, but at the same time, he more than makes up for it. He's, he's got a nose for the ball, just instincts, everything you look for, toughness. He's aggressive, physical guy. So, yeah, I think that's what they were really looking for. Obviously, they missed some guys at linebacker. A lot of teams do, so... Um, uh, I think he was more than um, more than uh, a, a good gift for them in mm-hmm. their eyes. I think they they uh, they wanted more of an inside guy to go along with Marco Avant, and and he fits that description. You know, looking back to that 2019 class at Arkansas, Danny, it was really really strong. And you know, 2020 and 2021 has been pretty good. 2022 though could be a really really strong year again and you think there might be double digit offers inside the state that year could be i mean to already be at seven and here we are in july before any of these guys even play it down of their junior Mm -hmm. season i mean you're already at seven that's a pretty good pretty good indicator that that's going to be a deep class you know we'll see if it reaches double digits as you said there it's only happened once Um, and the last time it it happened was 2015 Obviously, Arkansas went 9 of 10 in that class. The one that got away 
you can guess him. He was a really good one. K.J. Hill mm-hmm. obviously uh, went on to Ohio State and became the all-time leading receiver at Ohio State. So I'd say it worked out for him. But to go 9 of 10, that's a pretty good rate for any uh, any program within the state. So, you know, it's still too early to guess where some of these might go, but I do think they're off to a really good start with all of them. Uh, I'll put it that way. But uh, you would love to see one of them just go ahead and pop mm-hmm. at, at this point, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see if that happens before school starts back, if, if school does start back. So what else you got to add, Danny? I know Arkansas has been kind of active in Florida. They were the first to offer Jaquavius Thomas out of – Oki, <laughs> Okeechobee, yeah. Okeechobee, yeah, Okeechobee, right. Florida. Uh, they offered a couple of teammates also, I believe in 2023 class or something. Yeah, yeah, right? quite a few. That was kind of the trend while you were away last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek LeBlanc, I think he offered a handful of guys last week, and, uh, several of which were in the 23 class. So, you know, it's always it's interesting for me to – to call one of those kids and, and some of them, you know, the, the voice is still cracking a little mm-hmm. bit. You're like, man, this guy's <laughs> really, really young. But you watch the film and you're like, oh, okay, I see why they offered him now. But yeah, that was kind of the trend last mm-hmm. week. I think uh, LeBlanc really, um, I would give him recruiter of the week if we had such a thing. Uh, he was really active last week. Well, he also offered uh, Stantavius Smith, who's 2023 yeah. out of Albany, Georgia. That kid's a stud. I mean, <laughs> I talked to him. He was a lot of fun yeah. to talk to. Florida State, uh, Georgia, Nebraska. He's, he's yeah, already got a, it, a nice Yeah, list. he's going to be able to go just about anywhere. But you know what? He said, hey, Arkansas is in the SEC. Um, I'm a, from Georgia. I'm in SEC country. So every SEC offer means quite a bit. And I know he had a, a good time talking to LeBron. So could be a guy that at some point, you know, they're really hammering uh, the state of Georgia right now. So. Could be a guy at some point. Maybe you get him on campus for a visit. We'll see. Now, I made an error earlier. I actually said that um, all of Arkansas's 2020 signees were on campus now, but that's not entirely true. Is it as Jaqueline McGee made it yet? Not yet. Not yet. We actually uh, think we had the update, uh, the exclusive last week. So mm-hmm. that was good for the while, while the boss man was away, we were still putting out good stuff. Yeah, yeah. you were quick update on Jaqueline um, has not made it yet you know I think a lot of fans finally caught up with that on the roster mm-hmm. uh, of course Arkansas updated the roster this offseason and nobody could find Jaqueline's name so mm-hmm. uh, the official word is he hasn't made it yet but they are expecting him at some point this summer now I don't have a specific date and I don't think they know one yet so yeah. just a little bit of a hold up we tend to see that just about every year, don't we? Yeah. And most of the time it works out. So, uh, yeah, fingers crossed. I think they, that's a guy they really feel good about. You know, when he signed, he's 255, but mm-hmm. obviously a guy that could put on 30, 40 pounds yep. pretty quickly and move down inside for you. So a really important guy. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully it works out for him. Yeah, 6'4", 255 out of uh, Fort Valley, Georgia, Peach County High School. Peach County. Yeah. All right, Danny. I'll let you. I know you got some interviews lined up uh, starting at twelve fifteen. So I'll let you get to those. Okay. All right, man. I'll let you later. That was Danny West again. Danny does a great job for us covering football recruiting. Also helps in basketball. But we got a new guy, and I mentioned Curtis Wilkerson earlier. But Curtis has been with us for two weeks now. And has really just hit the ground running. Couldn't be more happy uh, with the job that Curtis has done so far. He's talked to several prospects. Uh, and we'll get his opinion here on some of the latest things going on with Razorback basketball recruiting. Also covers ba- football. He'll cover baseball for us in addition to basketball and basketball recruiting. Hey, Trey. What's up, Curtis? I was just uh, giving the people a little bit of background on you. You've been with us for exactly two weeks now, I guess. Um, yeah, two weeks today. Yeah. What are your thoughts so far? Is it everything you hoped it would be? <laughs> it's <laughs> everything and more. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, it's been great getting settled in and starting to, to build some good relationships with, you know, some different prospects in the recruiting class and figuring out the ins and outs. So it's been it's been really good. So for those who aren't familiar with Curtis, you can follow him on Twitter at Kurt Wilkerson underscore. And 
he used to be, he worked with uh, busting brackets with prep hoops. He's also worked uh, on the NAI, NAI level. He was a former player on the NAI level, uh, former coach, uh, been in administration, sports medicine, worked in recruiting department. Um, you've kind of been everywhere, originally from McCrory, Arkansas. So he's got strong ties to the state. But the last 10 years, he's been living in St. Louis, uh, working at a, um, a smaller university there. And in the process right now, are you at home? You're selling your house, right? <laughs> I, I, I'm actually, I got kicked out again this yeah. morning. Yes, it's, it's been crazy. We went on the market yesterday morning, and I think that became official at, at 9 o'clock. And about 9.05, I got a message from the realtor that said, hey, we need you to get out for pretty much the rest of the day. So okay. <laughs> they, uh, they've been doing a bunch of showings, and the same thing happened this morning. So I'm actually, actually in the basement at a buddy's house oh, yeah. uh, just as a little hideaway office for the day. So Yeah, good deal. Good deal. <laughs> well, Curtis will be joining us in Arkansas fairly soon, hopefully before they uh, allow us to uh, get things going on football. So yes. let's see. I had to flip you and Danny around, so I'm a little backwards on my notes here. But you had a recent article on evaluating 2021 recruiting new, new recruiting needs for Arkansas basketball. This was uh, late last week when you wrote. You know, just two days ago, I guess. Um, so wh- where do things stand right now? Yeah, you know, right now they're really in the feeling out process. I mean when you look at the situation with the the virus and not being able to have visits on campus and things like that, really right now is about building relationships and, and making the cut, you know? Mm -hmm. So we see the hogs are making a bunch of top 12s and top 10 lists for some really big time prospects yesterday. uh, For example, we had a a top 100 four star wing out of uh, Conyers, Georgia, James White, who included the hogs in his top 12. So, We've been seeing a lot of that lately, and, and, you know, at the time, Arkansas may not be necessarily the favorite for some of these guys, but you have to remember how quickly these things can change. I mean, if you backtrack to this time a year ago, you know, Moses Moody was pegged for Florida. You know, Mm -hmm. Devontae Davis was committed to Oklahoma State. Jalen Williams, they thought, might be going with him. So, uh, you know, right now it's about just staying in the conversation and and good things are going to happen. So. Uh, a lot of a lot of stuff on that front. Also, uh, the hiring of David Patrick it's it's already paying dividends. I, I really think this is a big time hire. Yeah. You know, what a what a power move by Eric Musselman to to bring in a sitting head coach with the reputation that he has uh, as a recruiter. He's and he's proven it in the SEC. You know, during his time at LSU. So when you lose a guy like Chris Crutchfield, that stings. But this is about as good of a replacement as you could ask for. Uh, and he's already been involved. You know, I've, I've talked to several 2021 and 2022 prospects over the last week here, uh, and he's been reaching out and he's building those relationships. And then uh, we might have a little international flair on the roster uh, in the coming years. He is a, an Australian native, uh, has done some coaching with the national team down there. And just last week, uh, Arkansas extended two offers to a couple guys from Australia. So we mm-hmm. got a, a 6'10", 2021 Ford. Uh, David Aquero, who I've been in touch with, and he's really excited about the offer. Long, athletic, versatile type player, really fits what Musselman looks for. And then a 2022 wing, Dyson Daniels, so so another guy there. So we have to kind of branch out from the from the country to worldwide at this mm-hmm. point. Well, bringing you home a little closer um, to Little Rock Mills and Sherwood, Arkansas, JV and Guy King was one of the guys you talked to recently. Um he is in the well, – Javian Guy King's a 2022 class, so not mm-hmm. 2021, but 2022. What can you tell us about uh, – just a little bit about your update, your uh, your conversation with him. Yeah, good conversation. First of all, really, really, really nice, really respectful guy. Uh, really enjoyed our conversation. Uh, you know, recruitment's going pretty well for him. You know, obviously, uh, being a, a home state guy, he, he does have interest with Arkansas. They're staying in touch on a regular basis, you know, whether it's – the phone calls or, or the Zoom calls and virtual visits and things of that nature. Um, and he's he's going to take his time a little bit here. You know, he has he has a nice offer list, and he really thinks that he's going to be able to to have a solid season 
when he gets back out on the floor with Mills. You know, with a lot of these guys, they're really banking on having the grassroots season, whether it's playing on the, the Nike UIBL or the Adidas or the Under Armour circuit. Uh, and in a lot of cases, that's when the offers really start to blow up and the stock really starts to rise. So the high school season, you know, going into the, the fall and winter, and, and knock on wood, hopefully we're able to have that at, mm-hmm. a, at a full capacity. That's going to be a really big deal, more so than typically we're used to seeing. And another 2022 guy that you spoke to recently out of uh, Magnolia, Darian Ford. What, uh, what what did you get from him? He's, he's a guy that's getting a whole lot of interest. Yeah, he's he has a really impressive list of offers and interests at this point. Uh you know, Darian Ford, he's a physical specimen. I mean, this is a guy who's just going into his junior year, and, and he kind of has the frame already of a college athlete. He's a he's a workout warrior, uh, very strong upper body, powerful, powerful downhill type of player. Uh, really good conversation with him. You know, he's taken everything in stride, obviously, uh, since the, the college coaches have been able to make unlimited contact with these 2022 prospects as of June 15th, I believe it was. Uh, his phone's been been ringing off the hook, and you know he's just trying to build relationships. But uh, in terms of Arkansas specifically, he's really enjoying the bond that he's able to build with the coaching staff. You know, he's he's getting a good feel for Eric Musselman. They talk about things like player development, how he can fit into the program, uh, the things that he can work on to prepare himself to maybe play at the professional level one day. So he's appreciated that. He's in touch with Coach Corey Williams a lot, and. Uh, he's had a couple conversations just in the last week with new associate head coach David Patrick. So they stay involved with Darian early and often. Um, and I would expect that relationship to continue to grow as we move forward here. I guess I can keep you inside the state with, uh, J- is it Pinion, Joseph Pinion yeah. out of Moralton? Yes. 2022, yes. also another guy Arkansas has offered that you spoke to last week as well. Yeah, that's it's this 2022 in-state class is is going to be really good. You know, the, the 2020 group was was very good up top, uh, obviously with the the four guys that Arkansas has bringing in, and then Chris Moore who wound up going to Auburn. But this 2022 group, I mean, Arkansas already has five offers out within the state, and they're they're showing a lot of interest in in a sixth and Creed Williamson. If, if Williamson is a familiar last name, that there's good reason for that. But yeah, Joseph Pinion got a chance to catch up with him uh, out of Moralton, 6'6", about 180, 185-pound wing. Uh, this guy has really, really gotten a lot better over the course of the last year. This is someone that I've been able to see in person quite a bit. And two years ago, I, I caught him at the Neosho Holiday Classic. and Saw him play a couple times. He was a freshman, uh, very raw, you know, kind of just tall and lanky. But he showed flashes of being really good. Uh, honestly, didn't think that much of it. Saw him again at the same tournament in December, and he had really filled out, really has become a, a skilled and polished player at his age. Mm-hmm. And he can fill it up. He can really shoot it. Uh, he's kind of in the same process here. You know, a lot of interest in him. Uh, SEC schools, Big 12, uh, he's got a nice offer list. Obviously, the same thing with Arkansas. You know, the home state guy, they're they're working him hard. Same deal. You know, Coach Musselman, David Patrick, Corey Williams, they're going to put the full court press on guys like this. Hopefully, uh, Arkansas can wind up seeing similar success within the state in 2022, just like they did in 2020. Really strong year in 2022 for Inside the State. Curtis Wilkerson yes. joining us with hogsports.com. Starting his third week today in the process of trying to sell his house, looking for a new house in northwest Arkansas, and we're certainly happy to have Curtis with us. So 2021, not a great crop inside the state, and certainly nothing like 2022, but there is a guy that Arkansas is really heavily after in Jalen Ricks, who is originally from Sherwood, played at Sylvan Hills, not Mills, like, uh, um, but originally from uh, Sherwood, but is at Oak Hill Academy right now. But uh, you also, did you speak with, you spoke with him also this week? Yeah. So, yeah. Like I said, Curtis has hit the ground running, people. I mean, he's he's going after all of Arkansas's top uh, prospects, find out what the latest is. So uh, what can you tell us about, about Jalen Ricks in 2021 yeah, class? We've, we've got to get the scoop on all these guys, right? Yeah, that's so, right. Uh, Jalen Ricks, really, really interesting uh, being able to, to sit down and, and talk with him a little bit. Um, obviously, like you mentioned, from Sherwood, transferred and, and played at Oak Hill Academy last year. He was, he was teammates with K.K. Robinson. And K.K. 
incoming freshmen. So um, really kind of a, a weird season for him. I mean, obviously, when you go from uh, where he was over to Oak Hill Academy, which is one of the premier programs across the entire country, uh, the playing time becomes a little bit more limited. So he was he was behind a few guys who uh, were obviously high major power five type prospects, and he really didn't play as much as he would have liked to. So uh, he was really another one of those guys that was going to be relying heavily on being able to get out uh, on the summer circuit and compete and showcase his skills a little bit more. Obviously, that's not something that's able to happen right now. So uh, it's going to be a big high school season for him. He uh, he also he told me, you know, I, I asked him just because hey, you never know if he didn't get as much time as, as he wanted to last season. And with everything going on with this pandemic, you never know. But mm-hmm. he plans to go back to Oak Hill in the fall. So uh, he'll be back there for his senior season. And uh, he's expected to play a bigger role for those guys. So mm-hmm. um, I think we'll see his stock take off a little bit again. Uh, he he has an offer from Arkansas, so uh, stays in touch with those guys frequently, building that relationship. But he's not really in a hurry to make a decision. I think in the absence of you know the summer season, he wants to get on into his high school year a little bit more and, and see if he can raise that stock a little bit, see what happens in terms of offers and things like that. But definitely, definitely has interest in the Razorbacks. Mm-hmm. And I, probably the most recent news is uh, James White on July 12th released his top 12, which was his birthday, which that's a lot of schools, but uh, <laughs> that's another guy that Arkansas is in on. You also uh, kind of had a breakdown on Arkansas's uh, activity in the transfer portal because we can't talk recruiting with Arkansas anymore if we just talk about high school or junior college players. That's right. We also have to talk about the transfer portal where Arkansas has been extremely active under Eric Musselman. Yeah, yeah, it, it comes as no surprise that, you know, they've, they've got a full 13 scholarships on the roster right now, but they remain active in the transfer portal, and and that's par for the course. I mean, pretty much everyone that has, has entered that portal uh, has been engaged by Eric Musselman and, and Arkansas to some degree, uh, so they're doing their due diligence right now. You know, if in the event that Isaiah Joe elects to stay in the draft, mm-hmm. uh, the Hawks are going to have an opening, and we know that Coach Musselman likes to have that sit-out transfer that he can develop in the program. So right. there were a couple of pretty intriguing names that entered the portal last week that Arkansas was linked to. One, uh, Ben Stanley, 6'6 forward from Hampton. Uh, this guy's a player. He was he was top ten in the country with twenty two points per game last season. Uh, actually, just saw an update though before we got on the phone that he has narrowed down that list and Arkansas is not included. So mm-hmm. uh, probably we'll move on from him. But another uh, name to keep an eye on is Javian Davis. That's a familiar name. Uh, Arkansas saw him last year when we played Alabama. So six nine, two hundred and forty pound redshirt freshman, big big body. Uh, played a, a pretty significant role for the Tide. You know, he had several starts, played a good amount of minutes, averaged six points, four rebounds a game. Not bad for a redshirt freshman in the SEC. He scored 11 on Arkansas. So he's kind of leaving the door open to possibly returning to Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously they've, they've done a nice job under Nate Oates in terms of, of recruiting and filling out that roster. So Musselman loves uh, guys that they faced. He, he does. He loves it. It's a common theme. You know, we've, we've had that with – with Vance Jackson, you know, and, and seeing him and his time at Nevada mm-hmm. Justin, when Jackson was at New Mexico. Yeah. yeah. Justin Smith. Justin Smith. And, and, yeah. Jalen Tate would have been. They prepared for him. You know, he didn't right. play in the game, but they did scouting on him like he was he was going to play. So, um, yeah. I like that. I like that approach. Yeah. You know, when you've, when you've already prepared and scouted for these guys a number of times, that really limits the amount of film you have to sit down and watch to determine if they fit what you need. So uh, it's a, it's an interesting strategy and it's one that's panned out so far. Another article that you did, Curtis, that I liked <laughs> was the forecast of the big lineup for Arkansas basketball. Not only like the article, but also like people's response, like where's Desi Sills? <laughs> like it's, it's about, you know, what if they went with a really big lineup, you know? Yes. <laughs> yes, and 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 hey, I, you know, even though if, if we're putting together a, a lineup that's hypothetically based around size, I don't, I don't know that that Desi necessarily fits in there as a six-one combo guard. Yeah. But I, I got to give him props it, in the the roster release last week. He's up to two hundred and two pounds, so yeah. he's got a he's got a thick upper body, and 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 maybe he can play bigger than that height. Yeah. But hey, if you did um, an article on. Uh, uh, starting lineup with biggest hearts, De- Desi would definitely be in there. 
exactly you're right he would <laughs> all right curtis anything else to add before i let you go man uh yeah you know the the only thing i'd like to add since you just jogged my memory on that that mm-hmm. roster release uh that was really eye-opening you take a look at this basketball roster headed into the 2020-21 season it's a complete 180 from last year this this team is big it's deep and if, if you go through and just look at the weights on some of these guys, you know, Connor Vanover up to 247 pounds, Jalen Williams, 245, Vance Jackson, 238, Justin Smith, 230. Uh, these guys are grown men. So mm-hmm. it, it's going to be a different look for the Razorbacks next season. Should be an exciting group. Be really ticked off if coronavirus takes basketball away from us. Oh, like, tell me like, about it. like football, I'm very passionate about and I love football. And. There's, you know, huge money driving football and all that kind of stuff. You know, the team probably isn't going to be that good, but basketball, man, has a chance to be really, really something special. And it would just, it would just, just to say it, it would suck if, uh, if yeah. that got taken away from Arkansas I, fans. I can't, I can't put that thought in my head right mm-hmm. now. I don't know how I deal with it. Yeah, exactly. All right, Curtis. Appreciate you, man. Awesome. Appreciate yeah. you. All right. That's Curtis Wilkerson. Wow. Curtis, guys. We're so – I think you can see why we're so excited about the addition of Curtis Wilkerson. Um, really think he's going to be a guy that's – eventually when people talk about hog sports, they don't just say Trey and Danny. Um, you know, you know, they'll say Trey, Danny, Curtis. You know, I think that's where we're headed with him. Just really hit the ground running, gets it, full of knowledge. And an area where we really felt like we needed to step up our game. You know, we got football and uh, recruiting covered. And, you know, we always covered basketball, baseball, of course, but we really wanted to make sure, given the state of things with basketball, uh, that we bring in a really, really basketball-savvy, smart guy um, who has got a great work ethic because that's what it's got to take to keep up with Eric Musselman. I'm going to get to your questions now, everybody. I think I've covered everything I wanted to cover. Yes, I believe so. I want to get to your questions now, but first, again, I want to remind everybody there's plenty of ways to watch and listen, always available on Facebook Live. Throw us a follow if you haven't done so. If you didn't do so earlier, throw us the follow now. Throw us a thumbs up if you like the content and interact, share with the content as well. Also available on YouTube, throw us a thumbs up there if you like the content and be sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload a new video. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we'd love you to take a moment and throw us a five-star review. And if you want to say something nice in the comments about it, uh, we'd love to have that from you as well. If you're listening or watching some other way and you want more people to know, you want to take some time Pop over to Apple Podcasts and uh, and throw us a five-star there also. And anywhere else that you uh, listen to your favorite podcast, we're available there. Okay, let's see what everybody's got to say here. Donnie A. Buss says, welcome back, Trey. Appreciate that. Ricky Hutchinson says, hello. Nathan Espinoza says, hello, Trey. Ever think we look back and thank Chad for his recruiting efforts? Um, I mean, yeah, when things were going on, I I, – I, I was impressed with what they did from from the get-go with their meetings, their organizations, and not just Chad, um, you know, but also guys like Jeff Trailer, Justin Stepp, Barry Lunny Jr., of course, um, you know, the work that those guys did, and also in the recruiting department, uh, just, uh, you know, guys like, uh, um, you know, Joshua Thompson, um, Cody Vincent, some of those people uh, just do a fantastic job, and I think that's one reason that those people were retained. You know, Justin Stepp retained for recruiting prowess, and the people working in the recruiting department also retained uh, for the same reasons. So I think that was a good move uh, because they got results in recruiting. You know, we can point back to last year's recruiting class. I think it was ranked 23rd in most years. That's a top 20 recruiting class. It was just kind of a weird year where the numbers synced up a certain way, and but most years – they got more four-star recruits than they ever have at Arkansas, both composite and when you look at like, I think there was like 15 who were at least rated a four-star by somebody and 12 who were a composite four-star. That's never happened at Arkansas before. Donnie Buss says, will there be sports at all this fall? I'm thinking there will be. Again, you know, I pointed to, I was able to get on an airplane. That was a leisure activity. I wasn't going for business got on an airplane with a bunch of people because I, I chose to do that. Uh, the question has to be, is it going to be safe for the student athletes? And my opinion on this is, if the student athlete wants to play football, then hopefully they're allowed to play football. If you don't want to play, then I don't think there should be any penalty against you if you don't want to play football. But from what I can tell, everybody except for Jaquela McGee, who they're still expecting to come on campus, everybody enrolled. 
Their parents came with them and helped move them in. Everybody came. They all want to play football. From what I can tell, from the people I've talked to, they all want to play football. The coaches want to play football. The fans want football. It just comes down, I think, to administrators making sure that this is in the best interest of the student athletes, that it's safe. And here's the deal. Coronavirus, coronavirus isn't going anywhere. Okay. Like if the, if the goal is to stop everybody from getting coronavirus, then cancel everything, shut everything down because that's the only way that's going to happen. People are still going to get it. The whole idea behind this thing, from what I understood, the reason I locked down, me and my family locked down for the first 60 days is because we're trying to slow the spread, let the medical field catch up, let all the, the protective equipment catch up you know, come up with some treatments and stuff like that. And when we get to that point where hospitals aren't overwhelmed, then we have to start opening up again. I mean, I don't think that people are going to keep getting it, you know, and, and treatments will continue to improve. There's already some out there, but I don't think that if the idea is to stop everybody from getting COVID, then we might as well shut down everything. Everybody gets financially ruined. Um, you know, basically the world almost ends. We're going to be stuck with this thing for, I mean, people act like, you know, a vaccine comes around and COVID just ends. That's not what happens. People still won't get the vaccine. Uh, People, my daughter got the flu vaccine last year and got the flu still. Okay, it doesn't give you protection against it. It's not just going away. The flu is still out there. All kinds of viruses are still out there. It's, there's not a good answer for this, but my opinion is we got to continue to take steps to open things up. They do think you're, we're going to see a, a spike in death rates for the next two or three weeks, but that's kind of like a product of you know a spike in cases. But overall, they say the um, the chances of you know more you know dying from it uh, have have dramatically decreased, and I think after the two or three weeks, we'll start to see that. I think there was, what, like 85,000 hospitalizations in April, and I think there are 63,000 right now, and they expect that to start going up before leveling off and then and then dropping nas- on a national scale. Eddie Anderson says, hello, Woopig Suey Razorbacks. Randall Files says, Woopig Suey from Appleton, Wisconsin. Glad you're back. Glad to have you from Appleton, Wisconsin. Donnie A. Butts says, if that's the case, do you think A-State will play the Razorbacks? If they play a Sunbelt Conference, I could see them – circumventing that some way but i mean they're opening everything else up and kind of like i said at the very beginning when they were like we'll play system schools like ualr uh you know arkansas pine bluff but not arkansas state because that's not a ua system school like that like anybody cares you know nobody cares about that so maybe an avenue to start playing arkansas state this year i don't know i think that I think what probably will happen and definitely makes some sense in terms of, you know, being able to be flexible with the schedule. There was a soccer match, what, yesterday, the day before, where they were all ready to play out on the field. And, you know, somebody got a COVID positive test. They didn't have enough tests to do everybody else. They ended up having to reschedule the game. Um, so there are things like that could, that could take place where you had to reschedule things. And if you play a 10-game conference slate over 13 weeks, it gives you a little bit of flexibility to reschedule some games. Daniel and Jill Walter says, Dane Wright, let's play football. I'm so ready for see some football. I am too. I mean, if they if they can do it and, you know, it's never going to be 100% safe. There's going to be college football players that continue to get it. There's going to be, you know, people that die from from, from this disease. There's no – it's it's, it, it's a virus, excuse me. There's no way to stop, you know, just completely stop it dead in its tracks. There's, it's just not going to happen. You know, same way with going back to school, with these kids going back to school. Um, I'm in camp with sending my daughter back to school. Um, I don't know that we really have much of a choice. I think there, you know, there's a choice you can do school at home, but I just don't, I don't see the benefit. I know how school at home goes. It's not even close to being in a classroom. It's just not. What's best for my daughter? I I think it's probably going back to school. That's my opinion. Now, not everybody's in that situation. I, I don't have it underlying health conditions that I know of. My wife doesn't, my daughter doesn't. Not everybody's in that same situation, okay? I, and I get that. And I, I am all for having the choice right now to go to school or stay at home or, you know, the, the rotational deal that we've seen also. That's just my opinion. I'm not a doctor. 
Scott Hickman says, all right, what happened to Norwood and Fort Smith? We talked about that. Lisa Cup Hancock says, hello, hello back. Steve Welton says, welcome back. Appreciate that. Aaron Wayne Moyer says, I was watching Joe Johnson yesterday through TBT, the basketball tournament. He did great throughout the tournament. It also made me think about Arkansas's TBT team for next year. Maybe he could be on that team. Who would be your starting five for the TBT? <laughs> that would be tough. I'd have to go over. That would probably be a good question for Curtis Wilkerson. Maybe we can ask that one next time. He does have an article uh, on the TBT on hogsports.com. I didn't bring it up to talk to him about, but uh, he's got a breakdown on all of the Arkansas players who – or on various teams, although the Arkansas team uh, isn't in it right now. So, but uh, he's got a breakdown. You can read that on Hog Sports, and also all the all the con- all the things that we just talked about, all those interviews and stuff. All those are on HogSports.com right now. Also, Graham Cox says, "Welcome back, Trey. Come on, spill the beans. Football, yes or no? I still think that they're avenuing towards football. I know Greg Sankey had some things, you know, about concern and stuff, but everything I can see is they're fig- trying to figure out a way to play football." You know, with the Big Ten, the way they did things, just coming out and announcing that they're going to conference only. The Pac-12 has done that. They're all—they're not canceling football. They're reworking things. They're changing things up and um, spending a lot of money, I think, trying to trying to get these things done. Wu Big Sui from Apple Valley, California, says NP Rich. Mike, or, Mike uh, Cormier says, "So glad you're back. Been going through withdrawals with Big Sui. Appreciate that, Mike." Grant Toyton says, who's next, uh, who's next to sign, you think, Danny? Sorry about that. We missed that, Grant. Adam Green said, sad you aren't going to have football this year. <laughs> hope, hope that's not true. It's definitely possible. I mean, I've got that in the back of my head. I'm not going to be just completely devastated, but I'll be very disappointed. Scott Hickman says, what's up with this lineman out of Michigan? Maybe Danny can come in and answer some of these recruiting questions. And, again, you know, I'm just kind of getting back in the swing of things today. It's my first day back. If we don't play this year, what happens to these guys who only had one year of eligibility? It'd be a huge cluster, Adam Green, a huge cluster. Some schools won't won't honor it. Some schools will. I don't know how you work the rosters. I mean, with even with, like, with the spring sports that weren't able to be played, you know, the NCAA mandated that everybody gets their eligibility back. Wisconsin's not doing it that way. They're just we don't we can't do it. So they're not doing it. With football, I mean, you're talking about 25 new guys every single year. How does that impact future players that want to come in and play football if you back, you know? I mean, it's going to take a long time to work all that out. It's a lot of people on a football roster. Michael Jan says, "We pick Suey from Fort Walton Beach, Florida." Was just over there, flew into the Destin Fort Walton Airport. Austin Gibson says, Woo Pig Suey from Denver. Joshua Shiver says, Trey, what's your favorite Razorback football moment and what's your least favorite moment in football? Favorite moment, I think, might have been Miracle on Markham. I was sitting with um, a buddy of mine, uh, his family, Josh Jones, his dad, Mike Jones. And I remember when Matt Jones threw that pass, no relation, but Matt Jones threw that pass to DeCorey Birmingham, and I could see like the heads because we were way down close. We had great seats. And I could see, like, one head after another just kind of go like a wave of leaning over the rail to get a better view. And he caught it. He said, touchdown. And I remember looking down at Mike. This is before I started working in Razorback Media. I remember looking down at Josh's dad, Mike, and he was crying. And, it, like, reaches up and, like, gives me this big guy, gives me this big bear hug. I started crying, too. So that's probably my favorite moment. My least favorite, probably the uh, – Tennessee game in 98. That one that one sucked. Uh, the Florida game in, was it 09? The one where Malcolm Shepard got the personal foul penalty. Um, there was a late hit call also on, early in that game, on Rudell Krim. Like on the first play, first drive or something where both players were inbounds. Um, there was a pass interference call. That one, I, I don't know if I've ever been more infuriated over the way that game was called. I think that was the one where um, where the referees got suspended and should have been should have been more. I mean, they basically cost Arkansas that game. Ridiculous. Hey, you got me mad. <laughs> Hogs basketball getting bigger, as Larry Johnson told Nolan Richards. You better go get yourself some some men. That's absolutely right. Lance Walker says, I really want to see this basketball team play this year. I'm ready for some kind of excitement. I believe basketball team has a much better chance to do that than the football team. I'm having withdrawals from having zero sports. Yeah, it won't be long before there's at least, you know, some stuff going on. Basketball, 
baseball, NFL training camp stuff. Trey, is there any updates on the athletic directors meeting with the SEC and what your sources are saying about football season, says Adam Mills. I mean, hopefully we'll get some more information on that kind of stuff. But, again, today's the first day back. So I'm, I'm playing catch up a little bit. Next week I'll be good to go. Joshua Shiver says, Trey, do you think Burks could eclipse 1,000 yards with rushing and receiving? I would hope so. I would hope that Traylon Burks is one of the most used players. I've said before I wanted the ball in his hands 15 times a game, whether that's catching the ball, whether it's throwing a pass on a trick play, uh, end of rounds, lining up at running back, lining up at wildcat, punt return, kick return, 15 times a game minimum the guy should i mean they should be doing everything that they can to put the ball in his hands and that's that's one of the that's one of the reasons that chad morris failed at arkansas he didn't understand that you have to get the ball to your playmakers feed your studs you know i i'm gonna get mad again because i'm gonna think about that western kentucky game where boyd had three carries for like 85 yards in the first half and then they come out in the second half instead of being like man what are we doing we're down 35 7 to western kentucky we got to get the ball to Rakeem Boyd more. Nope. First series out. First series out. Rakeem Boyd doesn't touch the ball. Just ridiculous. I mean, it it really makes me mad. Just the fact of watching Arkansas, a program like Arkansas, with the history and the tradition that Arkansas has to get stomped in Razorback Stadium by Western Kentucky. I mean – I squeeze this little stress ball. <laughs> it's just silly putty. It's a giant silly putty egg, and like I want to throw it across the room right now. Just thinking about that. Boys are practicing each day. They are ready, says Joyce Rathke. Hey, Joyce Rathke. I'm guessing that's a Dylan Rathke relation. Larry Bateman says, if football goes to conference games only, what's the difference in playing all the games and still have to travel to and from, and will schedules change? Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about that. Schedules, I think, will change in some kind of capacity. I'm not sure how they would do that. Um, The Big Ten is doing division games first and then non-division games. Um, But I think the idea is just to kind of keep things more regionalized, I guess, the more you cut down on travel across the country, the more you reduce the chances of hot spots and stuff. I don't, I don't really know what the thinking is behind that. Um, I don't have a good feeling that Arkansas is going to South Bend. I don't know what Notre Dame is going to do. Maybe they do something like was said with the ACC, somehow incorporating them. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how they, they work it out. I, w- I wonder who they would add. I mean, you play eight conference games and you'd add a couple – so who, who do you get to play? Chad Emerson says, love the show. Keep up all of your great work. Appreciate that, Chad. Scott Hickman says, are there any talks of moving A&M Hogs game away from Dallas this year and at the college campus? I don't think so. Who is the home game this year? Arkansas is the away team this year. So that would be at, at College Station if they did that. So I don't know if that's something that you'd want this year, Scott. Maybe next year you would. Josh Gar says, I'm so ready to see what this A.J. Green kid can do. 10.5s are very fast. And, yeah, I think he has a personal best of 10.38, if I, if I remember correctly, Josh. Uh, but you're going to have to wait a long time. You're going to have to wait over a year to see A.J. Green because he's still got a year of high school left. Joshua Shiver says, dang. I get you mad, Trey, LOL. I hate, hated that 9 Florida game with the Malcolm Shepard hit. I mean, just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. All right, everybody. How long did we go? 57 minutes and 46 seconds. Not a bad show today for my first day back. I want to thank Danny West for joining us. I want to thank Curtis Wilkerson also for joining us. Again, if you haven't followed Curtis Wilkerson, guys, here's his here's – his, uh, where's his information? It's Kurt – Wilkerson underscore. So at Kurt, C-U-R-T, Wilkerson underscore. Goes by Curtis. His Twitter handle is Kurt Wilkerson. Used to be CW Hoops or something like that. But uh, go give him a follow if you haven't done so already. I promise you, you'll be glad you did. The guy's cranking out great Razorback basketball content, not only team-related but also in recruiting, and is going to be there to help in football recruiting also. And, uh, of course, football coverage, basketball coverage, baseball. He's going to kind of – 
helping all those categories. So, uh, but especially going to bring something different and up the level of coverage we've had for basketball because it's really important to make sure we do that right now. So excited to have him at Kurt Wilkerson underscore if you haven't followed him yet. All right, everybody. I want to thank you also for all of your questions. And um, I guess we'll be back with you guys on Thursday. Yeah, should be back with you guys on Thursday, and hopefully I'll be a little more informed and caught up. This has been Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com. We'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.